Hello, this is Avery Douglas reporting live from Houston Weather Watch. Oh my God, nigga, it's hot today. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's hot. hot. It climbed right back up. You know what? No, let's not say it's hot. It's 59 degrees right now. Nigga, that's Texas the, hot. The sun came out. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's very difficult when you're here in Texas. Like, it can be cold, but if you go stand out in the sun, it get hot real quick. Bro. So, yeah, yeah. You know, you can take it's... out. Last night, though, people that was at the rodeo was freezing. Oh, yeah, dead ass. Like, it was cold. Like, these last couple of nights at the rodeo, cold. Like, yeah. and, uh, when that sun go down, cold. And for all so the listeners, uh, the people outside of Houston, the Houston rodeo is like, it's like a fair. I know you're hearing rodeo. You, what are y'all doing over there, bruh? Yeah. It is like the state fair mixed with the road. It's so much culture. It's so much culture in it. So it's, it's, just, it's the dopest thing. And I'm about to say it's a state fair. It's the rodeo because they're they're it's a livestock show and rodeo. There are animals and everything like that, but there are also concerts. There's like a concert every night. Mm. Uh, right now we haven't even gotten the concert. Right now we in cook off season. And for anybody that's from Texas that knows about the cook off, it's people scrambling trying to find cook off tickets because the cook off is you go to a tent and it's basically just alcohol and food and a performance sometimes, and it's just. Everybody just showing out who got the best food. So it's it's yeah. great. It's yeah. um to the point where you'll go there and a lot of places I've been to, they'll give you like two cups, two red cups. Whatever you put in the red cups, they'll fill to the top. No questions asked. So I go over there. I says, you mean to tell me? I give you this red cup, Miss Bartender, and I ask you for straight jack. You'll fill this up with straight jack, she said. To the top. <laughs> you you know how much jack was wasted? That like I'm not drinking all of that. <laughs> I'm, not, that I'm, I'm not yeah. drinking all of it. I did though, but we've covered my my oh my god, I can drink that much. Well, I, every, drink, I drink every, the whole thing. Everybody be safe at the rodeo because it is cold. That coldness got you thinking maybe you can drink a little bit more than you actually can. And you know, we see we we live next to Reliant Stadium, Energy Stadium. So I, I see y'all walking back sometimes. Yeah. I see it. You know what I'm saying? Stay in control, but please go out there and uh, enjoy, man. This rodeo the, season. The first time I went to the rodeo, we went to the first time I went to the cook-off. Um, what is it? We got some tickets, and it was for my homeboy's dad's company. So he just gave us the tickets. So we was drinking, made the mistake of making plans to hang out with some girls at Carol's afterwards. By the time we finished drinking the first two drinks, I was like, I'm trying to text to cancel. It was too late. Did not feel like being there. Oh, I'm over there and Carol's in the corner. Drunk. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. <laughs> it is what it is, but that's what it is. You know, sometimes your life can go good. But my night went black and ugly as ever. However, I stay used to down to my socks. So no one know it's them again. It's them boys from In My Humble Opinion. My name is Avery, like a very nice guy. Once again, you can find me at Instagram, A underscore V-E-R-I-I-I. That's four eyes because I got four eyes. And that's my brother, the greatest writer, the writing extraordinaire. He's going to be writing the actual new Matrix. Uh, we not just true. got word of that. This not true at all. Be- not true at all. I do a little bit of writing. But, you know, you can find, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is just Devon. Everything else is Dr. Douglas. Uh, I do a little bit of writing for the press, a little bit of writing for the Houstonia, teach, you know, nothing too fancy, nothing too fancy. But I think he's great. And once again, you can find us both 
in my humble opinion podcast at my humble o on everything that's at my humble o on everything all right so one thing that we do here is like i've always said is that we like to shine a light on you know the artists in houston and uh this artist today we don't have to throw around like that the word legend does get thrown around a lot this one um no this is honest thing because our next guest knows a lot about uh current houston culture hell he shaped it I mean, from recording freestyles with the great Robert Davis to taking the world by storm and charting independently on his debut album, Don't Mess With Texas. He's chunked up the deuce from the South. I'm sorry, he's chunked up the deuce from the South side, letting everybody know that he's a G till the day that he dies and is now giving even more game and telling us not to get involved in the streets if you're not ready for this. A man that, this is my favorite line, a man that tips a hater just like he's a waiter, a punisher mastermind, and a dope rhyme sayer. I've always wanted to say that to him. It's my favorite line. It changed my life. That line occupies uh, space in my brain for forever. With his new album, Legend, in your phone right now. Lil Kiki. What it do? What it do? What it do? Hey, hey. How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> hey, that introduction. That was, hey, I was tapped in myself. I was like, damn, that's a hell of an introduction. (laughs) You got a a long career, man. You you got a long, your album is appropriately called Legend. Uh, I just did an article with you for the press, and I got to be honest, I I thought I knew a lot about you. Uh, I didn't even know about the the President's Award. I didn't know you got an award from the President. Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm looking, I saw, I saw, I said, oh, this was definitely news. Uh, first of all, uh, I just want to go to that, starting off there. Where were mm-hmm. you when you get the call, like, yo, the, the president wants to award you, and, and tell us how that happened? Well, um, first of all, it was less like, um, they that's an award that they give out. I'm pretty sure it's probably given out in different cities and different places, and it, I would just put into a pool, sort of say, to see if I would be the one picked for this. And this was some people inside of this, you know, like people who did some, you know, in the army, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was all walks of life that was uh, nominated for this and folks was in the running for it, but I never thought that I would get picked because what I was in it for, I wasn't saying that it wasn't important, but I was just in it for my community work that I'd done with Little League football and youth football. And to be honest, I wasn't trying to be rewarded for that or anything. I just loved it. So for to be in the runnings with these other different people who were looked at to get this award and for me to get picked, I just felt like it was a act of God or it was favor for me for different things that I do. So I felt great about it. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like a big out of the blue. Oh, you got picked. I knew that I was in something, but I was shocked that I was the one that got picked. So it was a great thing, man. It was a learning experience through it, man. Everybody wasn't happy in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like you got different walks of people. So, it was a great time for me to just see both sides, but I accepted it well. It's a, it's a beautiful thing in my career, and I love it. That's fantastic. And I told you about uh, the Toby Ngegwe concert, mm-hmm. uh, and and that moment where he was doing the South Side with you on stage. But I mean, the whole five thousand people, seven one three music hall doing the South Side. We talking about an album, a song that came out in the '90s, and I, I like I, the people thought that story I was talking about was a lie. I we were standing next to an older gentleman that was there with I don't know if that was his son or his grandson, but he was definitely like, "Yo, we waiting for like once you saw the vibe of 
Toby's gonna bring out somebody every song. He was adamant, like, we not leaving until Lil Kiki step out on that stage. And then I'm watching yeah. him and his son do the South Side together. What is that like to have this effect on generations of Houston music? Um, that's a great, that's a, that's a great, I really love that at this stage, you love that at this stage because you never really know that that's gonna come, that you're gonna affect generations in times to come. And I see that a lot. I see, you know, because I'm from a fan base. My fan base has been great. I'm from a buying fan base and I'm not just talking about for the money. We just come from that part of the game of music and supporting. So my fan base is real strong. So when I see their nieces and nephews and children, they have adapted to it. You know, it don't, it used to make me feel like, you know, I'm getting a little older, but from an OG standpoint, I, I love it. Those are the small accolades that we do get to enjoy from being independent. I'm just, I keep going, you know what I'm saying? I take the good with the bad, you know, that comes with being a legend. So when you get the small things like that, when you can see my generation and my fine and my fan base enjoying it with their children or their nieces or nephews, and they just is in, is in tune with what's going on, that's a great feeling because, man, Southside is lasting the test of time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, um, it's just as big today as it was in 1997. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we interviewed uh, Kay Reno like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about getting into the game with no real expectations. Uh, mm -hmm. When he got in and he, he was in before you, but it was, you know, he's like, we knew some people in New York was rapping. We was rapping too, but I wasn't thinking this is going to be a lifelong career. Let's yeah. go back to the beginning for you. Uh, when you first start actually rapping, what are your initial thoughts on, is this going to take off? Do I think this is going to be something? Or were you just like, okay, this is just fun? I, I, I was step for step with it. I, let me tell you the truth. Like, like what I mean by step for step, of course, being young, I gravitated and I, I love music. Like, it was something to me to be able to um, recite run dmc peter piper peter love i was always musically engaged but when it came from a standpoint of me knowing if this music is going to take me somewhere man one of my first most important things was being known in my neighborhood see when the tape started flowing in my hood, when i first started with the freestyles and all that it wasn't about if somebody on the other side of town was going to hear somebody out of state i was step by step by saying man i'm telling you I'm I'm really cold and I'm I'm really got something and I'm ready for my hood to know it first. See if I can get it in in, in Hersherwood and South Park, and I just spreaded it from there. Then when I got the screw house, I wanted all the neighborhoods to 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 hear me as we started to spread and get big. Then as we started to get big and these people were coming from Galveston and Beaumont and all these places buying these tapes, then I started setting my mind to I want people in other cities so it was step by step I didn't start off saying I'm telling you I'm ready to take the world by storm not me not at all because I started real young 16 17 years old so I didn't even know I didn't even know about all that people like run DMC to me they were already made people I didn't even have that in my thought process if, if I was going to be able to do that or not so that's, now, that's what's awesome too with you being so young and having that vibrant energy um, one thing I've always wanted to know about you is, of course, you have hits, but like when it came to when you were starting, you were freestyling. Where did you get the wherewithal to just come off the top of the dome like that? Well, now, um, 
we, my neighborhood, um, let me see if I can give you a good analogy for this, kind of got the, you know, just think about when you think about Lil Wayne them and the Hot Boys and when we first heard about them and, and um, you know, you think about New Orleans and in the projects, like, my neighborhood is sort of like that from a standpoint of a lot of, lot of boys from a range of 14 years old to 21 years old. When I say a lot of boys, I'm talking about 20, 30, 30 of them, 40 of them, and they all in a group. And I'm I'm using that to say, we were, the freestyle thing was a competitive thing inside of our neighborhood because we were turned on into a other way. Like I tell people all the time, Fat Pat was a myth to me. I hadn't seen him. I just heard about that he had this freestyle trophy, that he had went to this club called High Rollers and they gave him the Freestyle King trophy. At this time, I'm 15, 16, 17 years old when I'm hearing this. Pat is five years older than me. So in my neighborhood, as we doing this freestyle, my neighborhood was behind me as far as they want me to get that freestyle trophy. I was that good because it was a repetitive thing. We used to ride in the cars with no radios, with the radio in our hand, you know, like a regular radio out of the store, we used to call it a throwdown. And at these times, man, we used to freestyle with the beat, on the beats, with the words still on them, with people still, you know what I'm saying? We might be listening to more bounce to the ounce. It's, they still singing, but we rapping over it. So to what I'm basically saying, by the time we really got the screw house, and by the time y'all really got to hear enough of the tapes, I was well seasoned into doing that repetitively over all these words and rhyming and candy and blue. I had already had a running of that at 15 and 16 and 17 before y'all heard if I was good or not. So by the time the world got turned on to me in 1995, 1996, um, where they were hearing tapes consecutively going to screw house and hearing all these classic Um, who's next with Plex and uh, um, leaning on the switch and, and and all these and flipping to the classic and no drink and I was already seasoned by then. Same for Pat. By the time y'all got there, it's not like the screw tape started and we just started running off and man, these boys just good at freestyle. Man, I've, I've been freestyling from 92, 93, 94. You just not getting it at 95 and by that time, I can almost do it as if I'm writing it at that point. It, it, it was perfect. My favorite is you and Pat, uh, what was that? Y'all sampled uh, that uh, Mac-10. Yeah. Uh, man, I still, I listen to that every day. But I'm saying, it, just hearing it, but still, your your vocab, because I've watched a lot of documentaries on you. I saw one where you went back to your high school and whatnot, and you've documented that you weren't really the greatest student. Where did you get? And, and um, I'm a, and people tell you anybody that know me, man, we got a podcast get ready to come. I'm a great debater, you know what I'm saying? And and people think that I'm always debating based on based on that I think I know everything. I pick up a lot of game, you know what I'm saying? I I I I, I pick up information well that my vocabulary is gonna pick up because I'm doing it repetitively, repetitively, repetitively over and over. I playing start cutting yards. I did nothing but this for 25 years straight, and um. That's the thing. I'm just a great, uh, I'm a great judge of people. I study a lot. So my vocabulary just picked up based on my experiences. You know what I'm saying? Wait till you hear the book. Well, I will tell you about that later, but the book is crazy. And it's not even about my life. I'm just talking about the Legend Talk book. My autobiography, that's coming down the line. I'm still in the middle of that story. That's a crazy story. 
me being able to articulate well is just me having a lot of time and experience with doing it over and over. Even when we were doing these interviews, I, I just, I'm just well at doing it. That's good no, though, but like, I mean, you you talked about it a little bit. Let's talk about it. What's up with the Legend Talk book? Real big. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really excited about it. It's a, it's a chapter I've been wanting to go through, go get ready to bounce to in my career. Not bounce to, like bounce out, but I wanted to add that to my portfolio. I felt like I was going to be well at it. And I really got dug into it. A few months ago, after people been asking about, it, I got a podcast on the way—a real big podcast on the way. We'll talk about that in a minute, also. And um, I just, man, my platform in the morning has become so big. You know, self-employed. Um, you can be, you know, Fortune 500. You can be corporate America. It don't matter. You know, what I'm saying, running in the morning, drinking your coffee, doing what you do. Legend talk. It's about experiences of people from day-to-day experiences, what you go through, what I go through, some you might not want to share with your coworker right there, some you might not share, some you just looking for the answer. It's deep. And you can start at any chapter in life. So you just go, you can open the book up and start at eight if you want to. Go back to three, two, one, fifty. I think it's gonna hit real big. I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be a good roll off of the album. You know what I'm saying? The album is right where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my career. My my album and this album legend, it reflects exactly where I'm at right now in my life. Well, let's also talk about, like you said, uh, and the foundation of this book where you're saying, you know, your morning talk. You've developed uh, a, a new branch where you're kind of a, a, a philosopher on social media. Uh, talk about how that developed and what got you into that because we're seeing a lot more, uh, particularly Houston rappers, that start to get into that and are building up strong fan bases are shoring up their fan base and increasing it? Well, for me, um, I, I just, I, I know that, man, I'm, um, how would I say it? Because I don't want to, you know, I'm very, I'm very persuasive in, 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 a, in a standpoint of, um, you know, I make it plain, I make life plain, I make it, easy for I make it look easy I mean what I mean by that for people to believe into you know hey he may have really been through these experiences I'm just not even in this book it's not just about what you've been through you know I'm, I'm explaining I ain't perfect I've done this I've been through and most of my platform is just real life hey you know if I could get you to love cause sell drugs exploit women all these things that I told you to do when I was young and you loved it you know I, I could tell you to get some life insurance or I can tell you, you know, you pick your little girl up from school a couple more times, um, start going to your son's little league football game, you know, loan your partner some money without telling somebody. These are real life types of things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that different people can tap in. And I'm, I got, you know, don't get me wrong, we all go through it, but I also got thick skin. I've been through it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not too much that a lot of people are scared of that lane because it's, it's very opinionated and you know, you're going to get judged a lot. I get all that too, but you, that comes with being a legend. That's what I told people, man. Kiki, how, why you a legend? I'm a legend because the ridicule, the hate, the derogatory, all those different things, the you washed up, you this, I, I deal with all that. You know, I'm the people's champ in the village. So when people start paying homage and saying you're a legend and you're great, and you did this for the city. I'm even killed on that, and I love and I believe because I was able to live through the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can't return from 
man, he's been doing this a long time. When this going to happen? And which is so when I met 25 years later, man, it's 25 years later, you're doing this. You got the book, you got the podcast, you're looking great. The album, I can accept all that because I'm, I can accept when the praise on here. So it, it, it all goes together. So that's just it. No, and you know what? That kind of leads into the next question because we've talked about you and I have talked. I, I interviewed you for Ozone Magazine a while yep. ago. You know, it was Ozone. This was <laughs> shortly after, and people, I think people forget how big of a deal it was when you decided to sign with Swisher House. Mm. And there was a lot of talk like, oh, okay, well, it's over. You crossed the side, all this other kind of stuff. You had to have a thick skin to go through that. Uh, at that time, we didn't really talk about it too much, but your decision into going and making that move and now looking back and seeing, because now it's just, that that move did a lot of things to calm the city down. That move did a lot of things to move the rap community in the city forward. Yeah. You might hear North Side, South Side jokes, but it's not the same as what it was before. Now it's a joke. Before it was, it, it was a lot more dangerous. Really? You're a yeah. part of the change in that. Uh, what made you make that decision initially? And looking back, uh, how do you and like T. Ferris feel about the decisions y'all made moving forward with that? Uh, I would do it again. That, that's a good, I would do it again. Because everybody, let me tell you something about me. It goes back to what I say. Let me tell you, man, sometimes I tell people this, sometimes I don't. I'm going to tell y'all in this interview. The reason why along with other things so we don't have to get into along with other reasons that i had to make this decision you know personal reasons you know legal reasons that i wanted to make the decision that i need to the one reason that i really was able to make this decision this is not tooting the horn or anything i knew i'd be able to wrap my way out of anything you know what i'm saying i knew that i was going to deliver you know what i'm saying that's just the truth you know what i'm saying see the one thing that i knew played a part in this was yeah, this is going to be a hell of a decision that Kiki's going to get ready to make. But what it's going to sound like, it's going to determine a lot of it. It's just, So I tell people, I fast forward to this. I'm not giving back Chunk of the Deuce. I ain't giving back G Till I Die. I ain't giving back Gangsta Grill. I ain't giving back ABA. I'm not giving back um, Paul Wall, my brother. I'm not giving back uh, uh, 106 in Park. I'm not giving back the road to professionalism, what I had to do. That was a sacrifice that I had to make and I was able to make it because I always been pure rapper and that was a rapper decision. That wasn't a street cat decision. That was an athlete decision. That was a, I was able, it's not too many from my era, from my time that have been able to fully live and make rap decisions. All my residual incomes, all my houses, my cars, my investments, my life have been made around rap. That was a rap decision, and I knew that I could live with the decision. And I also knew that the reason I was making the decision to carry on, I tell people one of my things is go through all of that phase, that whole run, that whole movement and digging out. The main thing that you're going to find in the ABAs, the gangster grills, the music, the love by few, the hated by many, I'm still the captain for the screwed up clique. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I still had to make a decision to make sure that this legacy... 10 years, 15 years later at that deal, I stand here as the captain for the screwed up clique. Nobody can really make that decision but me, you know what I'm saying? I think, because I can live with everything that went with it. And that's what I mean by all the 
and that and that I was able to live with that. So 15 years later, when it's 713, it's self-made, it's legend, my chest is stuck out, and I don't have to be modest and hide down because when the chips wasn't going my way and I had to stand up and I'm still the captain, it's still for screw, it's no discrepancy. But what I had to do for the north side and the south side, I was big in the reason that it was a riff. So being the reason to bring the city back together, it just all came full circle. And it's not three, it ain't two. I'm I'm tired of saying three, four. It ain't no other person that could have did that but me. Mm-hmm. No, 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 you're right. You're right. And I, I like that, I, I guess that also goes with your, your morning talks and what we talked about, the book. You claim ownership in anything that you've done wrong. Like you're like, yo, I'm a part of the reason for the rift. So I had to put it back together. You really like, even when you're giving that advice, you're like, I did this. You don't have to do this, you know? Uh, When you talk about, not just for uh, South Side and North Side, and I'm gonna go back to that area we talked about, because we talked a while afterwards. uh, Mm -hmm. You were one of the first rappers, and this is back then that was saying, we got a lot of rappers that make mistakes by not embracing the Houston sound. Said, I've done it too. but the wave of Houston rap is coming. Like you think it's here, but there's more to come. You told me that years ago. And so it was, and shortly thereafter, I saw ASAP Rocky on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw Trey. And you started seeing these people. I was like, oh, he was right. Cause I was definitely one of those ones where I was like, well, you know, the sound might be a little old. You know what I mean? It might be. And then you saw all these people embracing it. What is it like? Well, I'm not going to say what is it like being right. What is it like seeing this Houston culture being embraced and you're seeing like DJ Screw has a book coming out. They're making movies about DJ Screw. I just saw that you were uh, part of one. There are things that are now coming out because the public is like, not only do we always want this, we want to know more. And now you have new people that are like, oh, I never even knew about this. Like, I want to know all about this. What's it like to be a part of that legacy and watch it grow? Well, for me, um, I just kept believing. Like I said, like um, this, this, this particular space and era and um, era of music and what we done genre of music that we created. You have to have tough skin and big nuts to hold on. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people want to play it out. The reason why I never did because Houston is a culture within within itself. You know, I'm. I became richer, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm headed to being wealthier, you know what I'm saying? And what I mean by here is Texas, period. So what I knew was going to catch on one day was people going to notice that, man, these people are willing to live within their own culture, whether we accept it or not. See, that was my big thing. I I don't have to come out of this way of thinking and way of living because the rest of the world isn't going to catch on because I just always felt like we was a whole vibe. And that's why anybody that comes here from a concert, from a hanging around, from a riding, from a staying downtown gallery, they love this vibe. It just only continues to grow. Now when social media, the only thing that hit that made it better for us when social media hit and you was able to see our vibe, man, look at these young at these legends, man. It's 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of them from the 90s, man. They living like kings. They they living, they living in these big houses. You can call it whatever you want. Everybody want big houses and cars and swimming pools and traveling and, 
And whatever you got in your bank account and your investment, that's your business. But we having a great time. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So I always knew when people got a chance to catch out with vibe. You know what I'm saying? And 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 get a and now, man, you know, I'm still here selling that vibe. You know what I'm saying? That's what legend is about, man. Legend gave me the same feel as Don't Mess in Texas as far as being the ambassador of always wanting them to know that Texas is lit. It may be country to you, you know what I'm saying? A little country because the accent and the way we do it, but the way we have fun, the way we ride. The way we, you know what I'm saying, the way we vibe, the way we put it together, the way we party, the way we date party, the way we talk, the way we drink, it's a whole vibe. And it may not be a vibe that you do up east or do up west, but down south and when you come see us. And that was the thing. Even with We From Texas. That's why We From Texas was so big with South Walker, Slim Thug, Zero. It was so big and it popped so fast. The views hit so fast because I made Texas feel apart again. Hey, let's stand up. Port Arthur. Beaumont, Tyler, Longview, Dallas, uh, um, whatever, everything, man. Houston, San Antonio. Man, I had little country towns coming. Man, I'm Boogaloo, Texas. Key, I'm back feeling good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how we used to do. That's how I used to do charting on my first debut album, doing 40,000. Man, do you know what 40,000? The first Bruh. week it is, if you make that equivalent to today. Man, yeah. that record still stands. Man, we done 40,000. These are cassettes and real digital, real, I mean, real physical copies. Yeah. <laughs> this is from that era. Man, I've seen everything from a cassette to a vinyl, to a CD, to a stream, to an NFT. What else y'all got, man? Do y'all got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember buying it. And uh, one thing too, a statement. Thank you guys for standing on your own too and being Texas, because when you was popping, niggas in New York was dancing, they was Diddy, the DMX came, and everything was happening, and the world was going crazy, and y'all was like, nah, we Texas. Starts down, Polo, Southside Fade, and I, like, yeah, you just- Trying to hear it, because let me tell you something, don't get me wrong, it's money to be made, you can miss money, you can make more money, but the thing about it, man, sometime, um, we were going through different phases of it. Like we were like, man, that's why the love of it is so great and it's still lasting so long because in the beginning it wasn't about money. I tell people all the time, I never did a talent show before. I never had a demo. <laughs> I, I never they had none of and that's not always a great thing to brag about. Sometimes I tell people that was to our detriment because you know, Deontay and them, they've been through star searching, getting booed. So they level of we just come straight from smoking, drinking, having a good time, doing group tape, big thing, you know, we're doing shows. So man, I tell people, man, like I probably was 26 or 27 before I realized, shit, this is what I really do. <laughs> Ten years in, <laughs> yeah, I just been having a great time. <laughs> I don't even got to come because I tell people and that I tell young stars that here, I mean young rappers that here now. Any of that I try to deal with, I'm trying to get you out this city, do more because this city is very addictive. You can become a star here and lose the whole concept of being a star everywhere. Yeah, man, you're going out two, three times a week, man. The women beautiful here, the spotlight beautiful here, the atmosphere beautiful here, atmosphere beautiful here. You get money, you driving, you riding, you dress good. Before you know it, six, seven, eight months then pass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you ain't even realize 
because you can been and ran up. Man, just think, man. Who told you how and when? But for the average rapper, man, for the average Houston rapper that should have a little something going on or it's working in their favor, it's so easy to be making $200,000 a year. Mm -hmm. I make, you know, we make more than that, but I'm saying it's that that could happen so fast. You know what I'm saying? It, Man, I don't know where about y'all, but that's a great living. That's amazing. I don't make two hundred thousand. I don't make nowhere near that. So, yeah. <laughs> man, you make two thousand, man. If you got your good management, you got you some features, some streams, and some shows. Man, two hundred thousand is nothing, man. You can be making that fast, bro. And and oh, man, let's be realistic. I'm a realistic person, man. I don't care if you're making one hundred and twenty thousand, ten thousand dollars a year. Of force you to be able to come outside, look pretty well, drive what you want, and be in the top. It's not a lot of places in the world that's going to give you that type of living, man. You understand what I'm saying? Like, seriously, man. Like, so I said that to say that particular living sometimes can cloud your vision on doing other things or getting outside the city. It didn't happen to me. You know, I've been a millionaire within living in Texas, so that's why I do legend when I wake up. Oh, holy shit, I got some more millions I can get. <laughs> if I do what I need. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll get caught up into, man, I'm, I'm pretty much, man, I didn't even do an album last year. I had probably more fun than, yeah. I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm not, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. In the pandemic, I wasn't crying, whining or nothing. I got smarter about how to do it. So, man, it's been a blessing, man. It's, it's all about, what you get out the journey. And for me with the album, they like, Keith, what can you get out of this 25 years later? First thing I can get out of it is letting y'all know, hey man, it's getting fine like wine and time, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing it can still go on. That's just for your own motivation. But for the most part, the album is for me to see where I'm growing at and where I can take myself. Can this album take me to the book? Can it take me to the new podcast with me, Bun B, Aaron Foster, Kendrick Perkins, the I Am Athlete Houston is gonna be huge. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, um, I'm sorry. Can you can you can you can you say the podcast lineup again? Just one more. Me, be Aaron Foster, Kendrick Perkins, Andre Johnson. I am athlete Houston. It's gonna be big. Um, we already on it. It's working. It's already in place. So hopefully, man, by the nah, April May, that'll be all the way up and running. We already did a couple episodes. We did our first episode actually with Brandon Marshall. That was a test run. So it, 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 that's what I'm saying about this album. How can I be more excited about doing music again? When you get to my part, you either want to do this some more or you ready to chill out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 my albums don't never be more about this sale or this stream or this. We're going to get money regardless. It's more about where can I elevate to from this album? Where can it take me to? Where can it take me to in the book era? Where can it take me to in the podcast, in the content era, where can it take me from an affiliation and um and and resource and and, and what I was going to use in relationship standpoint? Because that's what, even what this did. This this strengthened me and Juicy J relationship. This strengthened me and Crit relationship. So how can I elevate from this album, man? Doing album still for sales and money, man. That's out, man. I'm gonna eat regardless. I'm a hustle. And that's the other thing too. This legend album definitely felt like that that track you had with Juicy J. It mm -hmm. feels like 
if we're going back to the beginning of your career where you're talking about don't mess with Texas, it's charting, it's topping. Did you ever have the idea that I need to start branching out and like, like I need to do a song with a DMX or I need to do a song with a Juicy J or I need to go out there because it felt very much like the early stages of cash money where it's like, we do everything in house. We don't, we don't need to go out. Was that y'all's mindset or were you just like, we just haven't oh, got out? That, 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 that helped us and hurt us. You know, that helped us and hurt us. What I mean by that is, I'm like this, man. I love everything organic. You know, I always like to, for artists that I'm dealing with, for it to be organic, I want to do some music, which I want to, and you just as, you know, man, you know, sometime, man, and that was probably to our detriment. Sometime, man, we're, we're like that. And what I mean by that, Texas, you know, sometimes we don't feel invited to the party. So sometime, man, it wasn't about that. So sometimes we did our own thing. And let me tell you, man, like, even with this album, Man, when you're hearing Martina Marie, mm -hmm. um, DJ Cho, um, on Self Made Two, man, I had EXO and Chucky Trill and J Dog and it's Slim and it's Zero and it's Toby on the album and it's Bun B. Man, it's the Texas soundtrack. You know why? Because I remember those were sort of the only albums that I used to get to. The big, the big people and big budget people, they wasn't coming to get us. So now with me being a legend and knowing the notoriety and how people are gonna gravitate to my album, I'm letting Martina Marie get a part of being that. Cause I remember I was Martina Marie and DJ Chosen, even though DJ Chosen, he, he doing his thing. Doing but thing. Yeah. I remember being the only exposure I was getting was if Bun or Pimp, ended up letting me get something off. Mm. Now I get Drake using lines that I got and, and, and logic, big, and uh, you know, I, that happens later. And and my one main thing, let me not leave this out because this is more, I just don't think we missed nothing that was supposed to be for us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got songs with Beyonce, I got different, man. If it was for me to happen, even with the Toga song we did last summer, man, you know, the Purple Rain, it was real big, man. Toby could have did a thousand things. He came and got me for a track. So I don't think that I missed nothing that I was supposed to. So, and that's why, like I say, my story's still gone. The, the song that may happen with Jay-Z or Alicia Keys or this person is not to say that it still won't happen. I think it'll happen when it's supposed to. Some of these songs we would have done, we wouldn't even had our paperwork right when we were young, so it wouldn't even matter anyway. I would rather do them now. <laughs> <laughs> when my mind where it's supposed to be and I know what I'm supposed to do and I know my value. So I don't, I just don't think we missed nothing, man. And like I say, man, I'm telling you, I'm enjoying my latter career probably just as much as being 21 old year, 21 year old Kiki with Don't Mess With Texas. I got that feel because the middle part was just a lot of gumbo and a lot of work to get to this person that I am today. I started this person right here to bring me to the game and this person right here is much, much different than the person in the middle. So it's all matching up. When did, uh, and, and we've kind of talked, you've alluded to it, where it's like, you know, I used to tell y'all to do this, and now I'm telling y'all to do something different. Y'all should be able to listen to both. Now, you, you say you're a persuasive person. When did that shift start happening in your life where you were like, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna do the same stuff no more. Like, what? What was the the thing? Was it a moment, or did, was it just a gradual change? 
Now, I'm when I say I'm very persuasive and um I am and um people people look up to me in different right type of ways. I'm a leader in so many other facets of my life as a father, as a football coach, and I'm I'm into a lot of things. So when I started seeing, you know, I got kids, you know, you know like they kind of, you know, they kind of they know they old man is this person, this person is. So I just know that I, I just see how I get people to follow and 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 gravitate to me. And people have been laughing at me for about the last two months. I've been using this word, boy. If they hear me say this right there, but I, I galvanize. I'm a galvanizing personality. You know what I'm saying? I be this one of my words I be arguing with 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 but with my sports argument. He just don't galvanize. <laughs> so, 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 you know what I'm so they, they go laugh when they hit it, but I do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm a galvanizing personality. So I had to start thinking, man, hey, man, I can tell them to really come on, get with me, man. I can make people believe, man, we're going to dive off this off, off this cliff and we're going to live together. And people, believe. so I need to start telling them, making them believe, and look here, man. Hey, man, if we're going to, and see, I like gangster shit that, that, that keep it real, real like this here. Hey, man, look, if we're going to smoke weed all day, me and you together, we smoking a three, four, five hundred dollars a week. We got to be willing to pay a hundred dollars for some life insurance, man. You know what I'm saying? So we won't be selling fish dinners and chickens. And I ought to be able to tell you that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and it, I'm not in the later part of saying, you know, pick Jesus and pick this one. whatever your religion is and what you decide to do. That's what it is. I'm only here, um, giving game and spreading my knowledge on what I think is some something real. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey man, like, what's wrong with Man, it ain't nothing that you in love with that you got to, that you need to beat this girl up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't no type of love, ain't nothing going on where you need to choke your woman. You know what I'm saying? Or kill your, that. You know what I'm saying? So that, that that's what I'm saying, bro. That's that, and telling that, those type of things that I think, and I think that's why they relatable. I'm not over here saying, hey man, y'all need to stop cheating on your woman. Cause hey man, your business is your business. I'm just saying, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this. So I think the game that I do give is relatable. And that come with heat, man. It's just people just ask me just sometimes, why you need to? i would be like, hey, man, I don't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can see it, 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 your, your, your music has taken that turn because, like I said, you're, you're, I mean, like you've said, yeah, it's real. It's, it's not preachy because the thing is, you're giving a cautionary tale even when it comes to don't get involved. You see the title, but it's like, don't get involved if you're not prepared. If you're not prepared. And see, this is the whole thing about it. Let me tell you how I'm able to get away with it, because I'm old school this. I'm still in it. See, I'm still in the jamming. It don't matter how I tell it to you, I'm still jamming, man. It's a jam. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and jamming me, man, like I tell people, I make music, man, when you get clean and you want to get in your car and you finna get ready to have a job. Man, Keith, man, he's jamming in here. Even if I'm telling it to you on some, don't get involved. Uncle Dog, don't get involved was my decision. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Young niggas was graduating from state prison. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying, smoking weed on probation, I just wouldn't list. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling it to you, gangster, but I'm still, it's a beat, it's a vibe, it's a hook, because I'm big on hooks and beats. I'm, it's still a vibe. That's what I do, and I'm more into everything vibe. It's not I'm finna be preaching something to you and you, oh man, they go keys. <laughs> Even with my story, I tell people from, you know, I don't drink drink. You know what I'm saying? I don't drink syrup, coating, I'm none of that. I've been stopped. I'm 12, 13 years in, quit, don't do it at all, period. I'm not telling nobody 
and you're going to be, you're, you better. I'm telling them what I had to do for a person and what decision I had to make. And the lesson in that be sometimes you got to make a decision for you, not the people around you. What's the best for what works out for you? What may work for me may not work out for you. I may have some bad habits over here that I still do. I eat out every day. I still eat. You know what I'm saying? I might still have some bacon in the morning. People swear that's it killed me dead, but I still do it. So <laughs> it's different strokes for different folks. I'm just saying that when I'm telling my story, I'm never trying to be a hypocrite within it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just it. That's why I'm able to spread that and, and do it the way that I do because I don't got no judgment in it. But my brother's going to ask a really smart question. Before we get there, I don't want to leave this. You were talking about making songs before and, you know, using being all in-house. For the for the Southside remix, and you got 8-Ball on it, was that easy to do? Because, I mean, Tony Draper and being in the it, city. It, it, Tony Draper, he a tough ass. That's my pop. <laughs> He a tough ass. He don't like no Houston music. Really, he love mine. He'll tell you that. That's what his, that's his story. It wasn't as hard because me and A-Ball real good. That's okay. my partner. A-Ball in my house, eat poke chops and just saying, you know, rise and stay. He didn't been in my house before. We cool like that. Ball, my brother. Talk to him all the time. So we had a good relationship, really, to be honest. I would, and, you know, I'm kind of modest, man. I never really, I like to leave people alone when they hot. You know, like, I don't, you hot, you own, I'm finna be, man, can I get a verse? I, it wasn't about that. You know what I'm saying? I just really wanted Ball. Um, I did the Southside remix and he was my partner and we, and we got it did. It, it was, out of a lot of things that I had to do, that was one of the ones that wasn't hard at all. I figured not. Because it was, for me, it was, at the time, I was surprised because I didn't, you know, I didn't know how close y'all were. There was no internet. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid. I wasn't going out to Jamaica, Jamaica. I couldn't see y'all. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, like, I was surprised, but I, I was like, well, I mean, he's on, you know what I'm saying, Suave House. I'm like, he's on Jam Down. They in the city. Like, and that shit still jams to this day. My hat goes off to you. That's my guy. That's my guy, Ball, my brother for life. That's we tight. I started to have Ball them on Legend, and I kind of, oh, I, uh, but I got something I'm going to redo. That's my guy. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Really? He he. My brother said I was gonna ask a smart question, uh, but it ain't. It, it's about you know. You said you don't want smoke. You talked a little bit about bacon uh, in the beginning of this pandemic. Probably one of the most entertaining things that I saw was you and Pokey <laughs> talking about y'all's cooking style. And oh, what man. I haven't seen is uh, y'all just go ahead. Y'all y'all said we just gonna go at it. Like you. Who is the better cook? And and is there is one of you gonna prove this? Where Are y'all gonna prove this and going to get this done? This is what y'all gotta understand. <laughs> Me and Pokey talk five times a day, <laughs> two or three an hour at a time. It goes on. We real entwined kids, family like that. So a lot of food arguments and shit that we do, they still be going on. They just don't be <laughs> going on all day. Hey, this is what I tell people. My phone, if you go in my phone and put poke in there and press the picture, it's a, it looks like a menu. That's what it <laughs> it's all food. It's all, see, this is what I told him the other day. He think because he more greedy than me, he eat more than me, he bigger than me, that that just automatically make him think that he could cook better than me. You know what I'm saying? That's just his automatic. 
So this is a forever argument. I, I just told him the other day, you don't got nothing that you can do that you're going to make me think that you can cook better than me. So you, I don't give a damn what you say. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> this is an ongoing argument. We're going to do that, man. That was good for the pandemic, man. Him, um, man, but that's that's the reason why, really, man, because that's not really like a, a joke. Like, we really, like, that wasn't really put on. Like, we was fake. That's a real, like, that just happened to be on live and, uh-huh. and, and because we in the house and that shit goes on all day. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it just ain't captured by the camera, but I, I think we will do a little bit of because, man, people are going to ask us about that shit. Man, I get something asking me about this bacon and shit, man. Uh, all the time. All the every time. Every other day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's all it is. Just Pokey, just me and him. So, that's that's the real thing of it. It's not like we really wasn't faking. That's why y'all don't get to see it on the internet. Cause he, I'm a little bit more internet than him. You know what I'm saying? Like a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a I, lot. I, I'm about to say you a, a lot, lot of it. Look, well, look, a lot of it. That, <laughs> lead, that leads into the next part because I mean, uh, while when he popped, cause Pokey had disappeared for a while. He was still there, but commercially he just wasn't. And then you see him release this album. Mm-hmm. And immediate success, immediate like, oh no, nah, we missed it. Oh, you know, look at what he got. What is it like seeing uh, artists that one, a personal friend of yours that you're close with, that you watched like y'all came up together, and now here it is, y'all got kids, y'all got her stuff, and you're dropping albums with new artists that are out. Your album, Legend, as well as Pokey, y'all got. People from y'all's generation, people from the generation after, this new class of rappers, mm-hmm. they are all featured heavily on this. Uh, what is that like seeing that? Well, you know, man, that's I've been in that run, you know what I'm saying? And I used to have to, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, man, I inspire people differently. And, man, everything that Pokey is doing, we used to have long conversations about, man, they just really just waiting for you to just do it. You know, man, and sometimes, man, it takes different things, man. Time, everything is about time, and man. See, me, I'm just a, you know, you know, that's what I'm saying. Each person, people, everybody has different mindsets, and what it may take me to tick and what it may take me to go may be a little different than everybody else. But I was constantly on them because I knew that if you just jump up and take care of your business and do this here, this is what's going to happen. The love is there for you. And sometimes, man, that's all that's left for you to get started is the love. You know, it might not be for the money. It might not be this. Year. Man, you have to might have to step out on faith and do it for the love. That's that. Me, man, I'm just a, I'm real heavy on myself. I'm real tough on myself, man. And um, I'm 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 just really happy to see that he back taking advantage of the opportunities that been there for him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's back to what I'm telling you about me with the believing in it. You just have to keep believing in it, man. You have to keep believing in it, man. And, and sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. You know what I'm saying? You looking and where you trying to get to. I used to tell him that all the time, man. We talk about all the time. Where you at right now, it was hard to see that from where you was, th- the work that you just do it, man. One brick by one brick. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's real big about these interviews. I told you this last time I talked to you. Each interview, man, I always let the, um, the people know and the people um, conducting the interview that, I'm very grateful and appreciative of them taking their time out to do this interview. They like, hi, man, you homage to the legend now. <laughs> hey, man, 25 years later, man, getting the interview, people still paying homage, people still praising, people still 
looking up. Man, I can go back 25 years and name 20 people y'all ain't had not a word to say about you. You ain't said nothing about them. You ain't did an interview. You ain't thinking about them. You may be personal, but you don't have no reason that relevance, that work, and what they got going on has not made you conduct the interview. So I'm always grateful, and I just tell them that too. Hey, man, listen, take advantage of these opportunities, man, to be this. You know, me, shit, you know, I, I'm trying to act how I'm looking. I'm feeling 20, 25, 30. I'm trying to, hey, man, listen, if they let me drop an album at 51, I'm going to drop one that. I would give it, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll stream it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So that's just the thing, man. And sometimes you don't always get that opportunity. That's just like the, you know, sometimes when I'm talking, to, you know, I might be answering two or three of your questions at once. And that's just like the rodeo. Hey, man, we grateful for it. And, and the rodeo, man, listen, we going to, like y'all talked about in the beginning, this is big and cook off and we going to this regardless. Cook off and carnival and the fire and sausage on the stick and and and, and got and, and funnel cake. We going to do this regardless. Now, getting an opportunity as from going here from a child to getting ready to perform in front of this, that's not something that you just looking at like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You looking at that like, man, hold up. You know, it is. And we got that when you're supposed to got it. Hey, man, 20, 15 years ago, man, I'd have tried to take some weed in there and some drinking now and and and, and, and would have got caught anything. But now I'm, <laughs> I'm, morning, I'm ready to put my boots on. I'm ready. I'm mature. And God gave it to me when he was ready for me to really be able to take advantage of it. So I'm saying I'll let to say I don't feel no different at this age than I felt when I dropped Don't Miss with Texas as far as my um gratefulness of being able to do this and man i'm on a long long run of doing this music man and that's the other thing too so you're talking about the rodeo for uh i mean everybody should know this by now if you're in texas but for everybody else uh march 11th bun b you and a number of people <laughs> that are just the foundation for houston hip-hop are going to be performing uh, how did this come about, and and what can fans expect to see uh, March 11th at the rodeo? I don't even know yet, man. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I think we got our first rehearsal this week. I think we're doing two or three. Before uh, the actual show on the 11th, so the rehearsal this week, how we going to do it, I don't know. Hey, man, after you found out you was in, you would just say, <laughs> man, I mean, <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, and, you know, I think, man, it was an opportunity that Bun B got it, then he opened up the door for, you know, to get the rest of the All-Stars in and make it a great thing. And it's growing. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great. And um, we're getting ready to do a rehearsal. And just just being a part of history, man, you're you, you going to come in out humble. You know, if they just, if they tell you to come in there, and, and goddamn, get in the back, and and, and you gonna you gonna, hey man, man, I got people calling me for tickets, saying they'll do anything. Man, you need some extra security. Uh, uh, you need you, you know you know you know you need a cook for you. Say, hey man, I I don't got no extra tickets, man. <laughs> so I just think, man, that it's gonna be put together, you know, because I think this week we'll probably get to see everybody that's gonna be in it, which I don't know everybody that's gonna be in it, so. Yeah, man. I'm expecting anything. I mean, one, uh, the last time we saw you, and this will lead to the next thing, was at, at Toby's show, mm -hmm. uh, which I look at Toby as a culmination of an artist that uh, this is coming from y'all's lineage. This is somebody that's doing it on his own. 
This is somebody that, I mean, from the jump, I've heard, I've heard more people tell me about what Toby should be doing as opposed to, oh, I appreciate what he's doing. And then you see him succeeding. You see him booking shows, getting into video games, getting in Super Bowl spots, getting in NBA final spots. And then people are like, oh, well, I, I guess he's doing everything right. Uh, I feel like a lot of that comes from y'all's vein, where it's like, yo, I'm gonna just do it myself. Like y'all not, y'all not doing what I want. I'm gonna just do it myself. What is that like? One performing with an artist like Toby, uh, and then seeing his rise—that's off y'all's foundation. Man, Toby, crazy. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like, like man, like this man. Crazy, bro. Like, man, I love that shit. <laughs> man, this man is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Like, man, like, man, I done that song with him, Purple Rain. It was crazy. You know, like, man, you gotta see this man doing these videos. Man, he doing everything. Man, he in control of everything. He got these outfits. He doing this. He did it. It's amazing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never saw a talent like that. Yeah, he got out work ethic as far as doing it yourself, but man, man, this man is somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Which is, he give me the Kanye vibe, which is, I believe in, I, I just believe in what I, real, 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 real hard. He one of them people that believe he don't waver. So to see that, man, and to be a part of it, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, he he really, you know, I didn't know a bunch about his story before, but once I tapped in, man, he know what he wants to do. He know what vision he want, and he go after it, man, and got good energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't going to have, it ain't nobody where everybody going to like what you do. So, ain't no sense of trying to, and now I think he got caught that, he grasped that concept real fast there. It ain't even, nobody's going to like everything you do. So, I always, I tell like the young artists right now, man, hey, man, start being more concerned about the people that do you know what i'm saying like people man let me tell you something if you one of them people that when you drop a youtube video and they got a hundred likes and seven dislikes if you read the dislikes first you need to get out <laughs> you know? and that's how it is man you got people that you'll have a hundred people over here saying great things but these seven that says something you it just affects you and and and, and derail you so hard and he never gave me that mind frame of a person that was worried about that man he just kept right he kept turning that hundred to five hundred five hundred to a thousand five thousand to ten thousand it was always some naysayers and naysayers and people who didn't understand him based on how our culture built and the way that he coming through it he was real you know strategical and and, and had strategies about how he wanted to do and it kind of was a, a some shit like me Tap in or don't. And, and, and here we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, back to back to your career, because we still got more coming. You still drop albums. You just dropped Legend. You have a book now that's coming out, which you said. Now, this is not an autobiography. This is No, that's coming. That's coming, though. Okay. But I wasn't ready to do that. My autobiography, of course, is going to be real controversial. You know, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot to talk about. I seen everything. I seen it all. What about a movie though? You know, one just a one step. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Because like I yeah. said, I've seen a few documentaries on 
You have a very interesting I, life, sir. Yeah, I got you. You've seen nothing. You know, <laughs> you've seen nothing. So my thing is, um, I want to be real prepared. When I go into that story, I'm going to be on that story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be on that story. Like, I'm, you know, it's never too late. You know, it's in the making. Don't get it. But the way that I wanted to start my book career was, let me become an author first. And let me add that to my portfolio. People just be saying, that's just like rapper. You know, you can become a rapper. You can, that's just like a DBA. You know, it's easy to become a, anything. But I'm saying, let me really become an author. Let me get it under that. Let me get the book game under that. Let me just get my game to the platform. And then I'll be able to, who's this guy? And I'm going to tell you who this guy is. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that's definitely in the making. I think that that lane, I'm into writing. I'm into vocabulary. I'm in all that. So I think that was the perfect lane to me. It took me so long because at first I was in the mind frame of I had to just straight sit there and write it. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't tap into. <laughs> I'm, I'm so much of a perfectionist. I still try to make it look perfect. It is, you know so I couldn't perfect it right there. So once I got the concept of the way that I just got through doing it, I could see me rolling out four or five of them real quick, real quick. You know what I'm saying? So now I got it. I pretty much know going because my first books that I'm going into, Legend Talks, I'm telling you, they just, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it's, it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? And um it's it's everyday life. It, it's nothing in here that people can't really tap onto what's going on. So I could have went on and on. When I got through with the book, I was steady writing down chapters that I could have done another chapter on and another chapter. Very intriguing because it's about me, you. And everybody, it's no pointing fingers and it's no judging. And, and you know, it's humorous, you know. And I think that the um, the ebook, you know, where you can, you know, where you can really, you know, well, not the ebook, but where you can really, uh, the audio book, yeah. where you listen to it, it's just going to be just as great. Hard book is one thing. So I'm going to have both. And, you know, hey, man, like I say, it's going to be a reflection of where I'm at right now. Same thing I feel about the album. Man, even though I'm positive in the mile that it's still gangster. I ain't on that telling you, man, yeah, the album was good and there's no cuss words on that night. It's cussing like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling it to you in a great way. I've never been too BH and I'm a kid, yeah, and I'm I'm you got I got I don't got no ops on my album. I don't think I said the word. <laughs> no. You've been you've been a lyricist. Hey, I'm not about having a good time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not into I'm into letting you know that you know if you play too much, it can go down. But I'm, I'm I ain't into I'm standing in your backyard and I'm gonna shoot you in the moment. <laughs> nah, I've never been in it. I'm into feel-good music. I'm into conscious music. I'm into think before you, and I'm at the same time have a good money. If you and like you said, I'm into I ain't telling you don't take these risks if that's what you want want to do. I'm just telling you to be prepared for it. That's all. Yeah. So, so that's the it. book, the book is it is it more Marcus Edwards or is it more Lil Kiki? That's what I try to tell people. People, my family, people try to. That person is the same. Uh. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't think that, but that person is the same because it's not. Look, Kiki is not like it's not like Sean Carter, Jay Z. You know, like my name's Sean Carter. Look, Kiki comes from Lucky, my, my my 
You know what I'm saying? And my family, teachers, people, Marcus Edwards really is a business person. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I take care of business. This is how I, this is my family legacy. This is how I go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> <laughs> is the person every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey man, listen, I promise you this. I've never said this before, but it just thought in my head as I'm saying. If it was two people in the room, and, one, and they both said my name at the same time, and they said Marcus and Kiki, I'm going to look up to the one that said Kiki. Okay. Nine times out of 10. That's real. I'm going to look that way nine times out of 10. Let me tell you something, what's the fool? A lot of people that call me Marcus, sometimes they being sarcastic. I won't even answer. <laughs> if I think you're being sarcastic, because if I think you're just a person that's just saying that because you know my government name, I probably won't even answer you. Because most people that's calling me that, they connected to me some type of way differently. Like, like some shit like, um, um, my, my, my spiritual, my spiritual time, he might say that. Mm -hmm. Mark, now you know, Mark, he, he you know, uh, uh, the man on the light bills, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I'm telling you, Nine out of 10 people is going to address me with Kiki and not in a rap form. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they not talking to me in rap. Hey, what's up, Kiki? And, you know, they saying it when they mad. God damn, Kiki, it's the same. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's not, you know, so people always ask me, is that more? Really, that book is Kiki talking shit. That, that, mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's more of that. But let me tell you something. I'm going to give you this. I put this in it. It is Marcus because it is, it's about business and, and I am mature and it's about moving forward. Now Marcus Edwards is because Marcus Edwards in his later in, in his later career is about taking care of business. And now I remember times when I was putting everything in the kids and your mama name and you know, now my assets and my investments and I put, like I said, Marcus Edwards is business. He's investments and he's assets and he's exotic pop deals and he's that. Kiki is that nigga talking that shit in that book, man. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know my brother gonna ask another smart question, but before we get that, I got I gotta ask you this. I've been wanting to ask you for years. What exactly is a slab holiday? Um, A slab holiday is uh, me and T. Ferris. um, uh, T. Ferris used to challenge me in the studio, not challenge, but he used to say stuff like, um, hey man, uh, I want you to do a song, man, about, man, girls, how they like gangster dudes, man, and they just love dudes hard and gangster. I make a song called She Love Her Gangster. So one day he was just like, man, um, man, give me a song, man, about the coldest day you ever just seen slab and just y'all just ride slab holiday. I was like, man, I'm gonna call it slab holiday. So slab holiday is basically a day of all the slabs. Out. And man, I'm just a trendsetting person, man. I'm the first one said that, that's my line. And people just took it and turned it to what they want to, you know, making their own days of it, making car shows. And that used to worry me and disturb me, but I can't stop them. And it's just been going on my whole life, my, my whole life from the samples to everything, man. I'm just that person that people gravitate to 
the things that I do in the culture. So Slab Holiday is just basically a day, a big day, a big day with all the slabs out. Like at this particular time, it was me. I had a show and Frankie Beverly and Mays was performing at the Baby Dome at Preview. Ooh, Baby Dome. See, that's those type of lines, them gangster lines like Boy. that. They don't know nothing about that. <laughs> baby, I seen a nigga get his clock cleaned outside the baby dome. The baby dome. The baby. So the baby dome, they perform in there, and I'm performing. I'm the shit at this time. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a kid. It's South Side time, 97, 98, all that 96, 97, 98. I'm I'm up, I'm up one. So I was like, um, we had a showdown. And I told everybody and such, such, and I put my, and man, just right at the right time in some type of way, man, we on that 290, man. And man, you just look up, you look in the river, you look up, and man, we, they crossed the line, man. We rolling, we, we probably 10 or 15, 20 of them headed that way, man. And it was a beautiful sight. And that's why I started to rap off with, that's been my whole career, painting pictures. See, one thing about me, man, I'm, I paint pictures of the ghetto. You, you know, I bring that just like on Holy, on, on the new album. I bring it to life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bring it to life. That's always been my thing. And um, that's what Slab Holiday is, man. Just a day, a favorite day of seeing all the slabs together. Now, Slab Holiday in the streets is all kinds of things. Parades, and days, and car shows, and all types it's like, of things. It's like Sunday on Sunnyside, like, to me. That's what it sounds like to me. But two, another thing to thank you about, you've always been so motivational because I remember, I forgot what grade I was in, but our mission statement for the year was platinum in the ghetto. Because of oh. you. <laughs> I was like, yo, you like, yeah, with it, I, it. Back when I was thinking of that, I was on some, man, you know, all y'all big and platinum, but I'm platinum. I'm, if y'all could come see me in the ghetto, y'all would think I'm platinum. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was about man being young 21 22 years old and just like hey man listen i ain't platinum yet but i'm platinum in the ghetto if y'all could just come see me in the ghetto i'm platinum here these people love me here they adore me here they revere me here man like they do y'all in the world man we just down here in lonely texas where y'all ain't tapped into yet <laughs> that's how i used to be thinking but man it all um it, it's coming full circle man you know what i'm saying like to that was the thing about this album. Again, just like, man, wow, I'm in the middle of it. What can I do to these same fans that love me to death? What can I do to get them back excited about, wow, man, Key with it, went in here, put his heart into it. He really put it. I'm real big into God gonna bless your effort. So I wanted them to see, man, Key really put his effort into it about really doing it. So that was it. Now, it's not just, uh, I mean, we've talked about a number. Like, we talked about Fat Pat and Pokey, uh, T. Ferris, you being the captain of the SUC. Uh, you are also a part, like, we've talked about the SUC. You see uh, podcasters like Donnie Houston that are doing a fantastic job uh -huh. a lot of these stories chronicled. Because uh, a lot of the SUC, when we look back, Y'all were there before many of us. It was a myth. You're hearing stories told by somebody else to somebody else to somebody else, and then you get it. Uh, uh, a while ago, uh, it was Isaac Yeoman and IO Visuals. You were uh, he did the screwed up 
uh, visual tribute that we're hoping is going to get turned into more. But the first face that appeared was you. Like, we were waiting. How important is it uh, getting Screw's legacy? And I'm, I'm also thinking about Lance Scott Walker's book that's about to come out about uh, DJ Screw. How important is it to really detail and chronicle his legacy as we move forward? And you're seeing a lot of this chronicling happen within the last like five, 10 years. Um, it's important to me, man, because I a lot of the stories just so fraud, man. Like they just not right, man. You know, they just so it's important to me to be here to give it at least the last legs of some type of truth to it, man. Like people got so many of their own versions and their own thoughts. So I'm not really big in the arguing and chasing down and, and, and competing narratives and changing narratives. I'm just happy to be one of the originals that really was here from day one that give people a chance to get an authentic story. So that's, that's, that was my thing with, with chill with Isaac was just, and even though it didn't go all the way that I wanted to, it's still in the making different things because they kind of was in, in, in rolling in it a little bit before they came and got me. But it was just important for me, man. Can we just have, you know, different things that's authentic? Like, you know, I just came straight in and, and, and was saying stuff like, hey, man, Screw wouldn't have been looking like that if he did that. He wouldn't have been such 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 a... Pat wouldn't have said that. You know, just all things that people in the culture that's from that would know, hey, man, Pat ain't never had no such, 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 you know. Like, for instance, like, 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 I think one time before they had it, they had a part where they was showing where Fat Pat was performing Ghetto Dreams, right? And I was like, Pat died before the album came out, man. Let's just keep it authentic. <laughs> Let's not have him nowhere. <laughs> Didn't never get to perform it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so that kind of thing was important. And it wasn't like they were against it or mad. It's just things that you have to be cautious with that I just felt like, and I still feel like this, whenever the story gets completely told, just for it to be as, nothing is gonna be perfect. That's going to be made up. And that's go with the movie. They're going to be added things, such, such. But at least, man, if you can have it somewhat authentic, that's going to give some type of closure to the people who really lived it here. And it's not that many of them. No, that's good. That's good. Okay. Okay. So before we get you out of here, uh, one, you've got a legend that just came out. When are we expecting the book and what more are we expecting from you uh, for the rest of this year? We got Legend out now. We have the rodeo that is happening March 11th. We have a book that's coming out. We got the podcast. Tell people what we can expect to see from uh, Lil Kiki in this upcoming year. Uh, First of all, with Legend, I'm not through with it. I'm excited about the first couple of weeks. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more, get a little bit more content in it where people can really See the growth of it, man. That's more videos. That's more content. That's very important in today's age because it's so easy to leave music so fast. That's why you have to find other things that the album does for you instead of because eh, the album can be over quick and fast. But I think, man, my leading up to the album and my impact of it 
was so great, but I still want to finish out with the, the book. I'm thinking about late spring with it. Same thing with the podcast. I think I'll be wrapped up with that for the rest of the year. And at the same time, I'm not doing with this music. I'm looking for them. I just haven't found, I stri- I've been striking out a couple of times and it ain't the artist's fault. It's just, I think mixing my time and what I need to do. I'm, I want the young artists. I'm musically inclined. I'm going to do music till it's over. That's my biggest fish. I tried to talk myself out of that before. I ain't talking myself out of it. I'm, I'm revived. I feel good. Where the young artists at? Little babies, gunners. I want all that. Um, from Don Hill, Houston, whatever. I'm just going to mature into that role. So let me take advantage of what my platform is offering now, which is I'm going book. the book thing. I think I'll stay rolling with that. I got a, I got kind of a, like a a good foundation that to do that and to a strategy of how to do that. So that'll roll. But I want to stay inclined with the music. And man, I don't get on here talking about, man, yeah, I'm finna get into some real estate. Hey man, those are things that as the game blesses you, you're gonna get into your investments, whatever. But as far as what y'all looking for, what is Lil Kiki finna do? You know, more into the content thing. Of, I think I'm great in that. And that um, that's why we're doing the I Am Athlete thing because I'm just as big in sports as I am in music. So I think, man, from the I Am Athlete thing and the and the books, but mostly the music, man. I, I I'm still telling people, man, this is this is what I'm saying. This album made me feel good enough to know that not only with me rapping that I just feel still feel great about my space in music and how I make music. So I want to continue in that. That's good. That's good. That's good. And I'm glad you're putting out more content. Shoot a video for having things with Jack Freeman. That's uh, next. Oh, that's next. It's next. Okay, oh. thank you. Thanks. I got some memes I want to make. And I need the video. And uh, but yeah. And plus yeah, friend of the show, Jack Freeman. Love that guy. So love, love him, man. He's done that having things, man, and that blew me away. I'm real big on my first song. On my album, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I can have holding, I can have all these jam, big crit, juicy J. Until I get that one that I'm gonna lead off with, I'm in shambles. And me and him got that done, man. I'm like, that's it. So we getting ready to shoot it, man. We shooting it like a movie. My last couple of videos, we from Texas. Don't get involved. I've been really the effort into how I want to do the video. So me and Jack, that's next. We shooting it um March seventh, uh, March seventh through the ninth. I'm shooting no cap this this week too. So my LD. next, yeah, LD, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> Boy, you doing it? LD, my guy, bro. Yeah. So uh, we shooting that. We shooting no cap this week, produced by Mr. Lee. But having things shot by Trill Art, February. To, I mean, March seventh, big record. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna put a lot of effort into both of those, man. And um, that's what I was saying, man. I'm excited about the album. I got a lot of great songs, so I want to keep rolling with it. So having things, Jack Freeman, big talent. Shout out to Jack Freeman. He killed the album twice. And Trillard. Trillard, we want you on the show. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, man, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I mean, coming out or staying in because we're doing this on Zoom. Where can we find you on social media? Really, man, you could put in Lil Kiki, and I'm going to pretty much pop in on everything. Now, if you want the handles, it's like donkey713. That's my Instagram. I think that's my man. I'm doing a little TikTok and everything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, OG TikTok. And so you can go over there, catch me over there. But basically anything little key. Wait, 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 wait. Who who got who got you on TikTok? I ain't gonna lie, listen. My my <laughs> team, they got me on it. They like, man, and let me tell you something. 
I had the per- I got the personality for it though. Yeah, you know yeah, you do. And so I just haven't really tapped my personality. And right now, man, I'm just more on that with my songs and my cars. I kind of picked up a little quick. It's picking up well for me. And um, now don't get me wrong, man. You know, we OG. I ain't friend. I just ain't figured out how to be completely silly on that yet. <laughs> you don't have to be though. A lot of artists. But let me tell you something. Yeah. At first, I was ducking it and ignoring it. I love it now. I tap into it every day. I'm telling you. I tap into it as much as Instagram, but I love it. I'm going to go on there. I love the talent on there. So, but look, Kiki pretty much on everything, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, everything. Just press in, look, Kiki, you'll find me pretty fast, man. And selfmade713.com for all the merchandise. We got the new hoodies. We got the crew necks. We got a lot of stuff on the way. Um, new merchandise, and that's self made 713 without the E. S L F M A D E 713.com. Y'all tap in 100, 100, 100. Before we go, though, I got one more question. I really want to know this. What is uh, you got to pick one out of all the cars you've owned? Period. What is your favorite? I know not it's hard. hard. You got to pick not, one. Not hard. Not hard. Okay. Not hard. My favorite car out of all the cars that I've had that is a long, long, long list is my 79 Monte Carlo. Ooh, shit. It's my first one. Hmm. And I ain't really, I drove it, man. Story so crazy. Hey, man, listen, I wanted to drive it so bad till I hopped my neighbor's fence and took a license plate off their old car when the car that they back up and put it on mine. That was, I, I'm not even worried about it if it was the registration. <laughs> but I was about 15 or 16 right here. I was about 16. That was my first car. So that's going to always be my favorite. I didn't even get to drive it maybe number four or five times. I had to put a motor in it. I bought it as a shell without the motor in it. But it's my favorite car because I always love cars. And that's my first one that got me started. That's real. That's yeah. real. That's For the sure. first one that got them started. But look at you now. Uh, and I'm about, about to purchase me another one shortly. Real, see? Okay. Look at that. I'm going to do that in the next. And, you know, maybe a car or two down. I, I just got another one. I got a new lack I'm about to bring out in, in a few weeks. But uh, I'm in a few months. Uh, I don't know when. Uh, <laughs> when but, you feel uh, like it. It's, it's. I'm working on it. When I say I don't know when, I don't know what the hell these shop people will do. They're, they crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm going to get me a 79 bunch of car. That's on my bucket list to give me another. That's yeah. true. And we all try to be like that for real. Because... <laughs> hey man, that's a bad habit, but I love it. That's my, that's my, that's really my joy. My, that's my joy. Them calls, I love it. Yeah, that's real. That's Houston culture. That's what it is. That's what it will be. Thank you once again, little Kiki, Don thank Kiki. Thank you, and also, you know, we just really want to thank you. The pleasure. I mean, you thanked us when we started. The pleasure is really ours. You shaped the culture, like for real a founding member of the SUC, you're a legend. And even though that, like, it, it seems like saying that word is just like so cliche, but you've earned the title because you really are a legend. We want to thank, thank you. you once again. Um, I've been Avery like a very nice guy. That's my <laughs> brother, Justin. Oh, great. Shout out yeah. to Tori for hooking it up, man. Appreciate y'all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you just, um... you don't leave. <laughs> don't leave it. Don't leave it. This is in my humble opinion podcast. You can find us at my humble low. 
Humbly yours. Town is too sweet. H Town.